0: Sean, I have explosive, not diarrhea, but concepts in my nog hole.
1: Well, I do have explosive diarrhea, so make this one quick, James. Okay, I'll, I so got put a cork in it. Forever. I, I don't even think a cork would work because that diarrhea is going to be seeping through that wooden porous. Trust me, as someone who is sitting with a cork up his asshole, it does not work. James, I'm going to need you to pick this one up. You've
0: heard of Red
1: Fred. Uh Uh-huh. Well, what about New
0: Joker's card? I'll have Nicole draw it up for probably $50.
1: I'm sure she'll love to. Blue stew. Oh, my explosive diarrhea is only being matched by my absolute curiosity. Yes, yes. Yes, Blue Stew. Yes, I love this. Tell me about this Bradu's Joker's card. Like what are what are his powers? Is he heaven or is he hell? Like what is he what is he doing? What's his purpose? Tell me what is Blue Stew? <sighs> Sean. Yeah. To
0: be honest, I didn't get that far because Okay. I truly thought, in classic Sean yeah. fashion,
1: you okay. would just say "wicked" and then start the show. Okay. Shit, I have to do it from the bathroom. Are you okay with that?
0: I do you oh, do you want to know what? maybe bring? Oh shoot.
1: <laughs> Wicked. <Ooh>. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: What up, motherfuckus? Uh, You guys heard Sean possibly making a fart noise, then screamed wicked, but Discord wasn't having any of that on my end. So I just saw Sean's like face contort into a just a shit mouth and then scream with his hands cupped. Wicked.
1: I didn't know. I probably should have cut my hands. I think I peaked the audio actually very badly nah, there. Nah, All I think
0: right. you'll be good. Even if you are, it's fine. No, when you're that far back and you cup your hands, it's hard to, as someone who has had to do his own gang vocals because uh, I
1: don't have <laughs> musical collaborators. That is the saddest, funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Someone who has to do his own gang vocals. (laughs) I mean, ICP almost does their own gang vocals. There's probably like four people. Like, I'm sure it's not uncommon, especially for independent artists to do their own gang vocals. I'm going to lower my microphone. It's getting a little hot. Ooh. But it's just very funny to me and sad. I'll sometimes have
0: Nicole do them with me if I feel... It hasn't been a... It's been a very long time since then, but... It, it happens sometimes that will get someone else. There is a new Dragon Boy Suede Marshland Monster collab where we're getting Grift Horse and who charted fans to do oh, gang yeah. vocals on the hook. So that'll be exciting. Oh, hell yes. And we get got a it. New one, Exploding Load, is finally hitting streaming services, probably the last yeah. Friday
1: of August. Hell yeah. That sounds like cool things you've been up to this week. Ah yeah. oh, man. And I'll tell you what I've been up to this week. And that's what I've been up to this week.
0: Ooh! <laughs> I spent so much time one day, I recorded all of these two verses, then I sat down and tried editing them, getting them good, and then kind of spiraled out thinking, man, I fucking suck at this, these blow, oh my god. But that's just because yeah. I had ear fatigue. The next morning I woke up and I said, wow, well, man, these aren't even fully mixed and they sound real
1: good. Sometimes you do gotta be a satellite to your own stuff. Oh like, to your own God. life. I know, but the message is true, though.
0: Ooh, I fucking hated that song.
1: Yeah, I know, but the message was true. The message is not good, though. Sometimes you have to satellite to your own... You just proved that you do. Sometimes you have to, like, step away. Oh, I Take a step I, yeah. back and, like, look from outside the eye of the hurricane.
0: All right, in that sense, yes, uh, but... In the whole grand scheme of that shit core song, no, we'll get more <laughs> into it. There are some. Yeah, I'll some, have to look there, at the lyrics again. This is a brand new uh, fuck this song, but f- not for you know bad out views on women or homophobia there's a little bit of
1: that on this album though and And when there's a little bit oh they swing for the fences on this album and oh who is it every single time it's our good friend shaggy Two dope stop he's my favorite it makes me think a homophobic piece of trash
0: that he isn't really learning or regretting his decisions because this is 2019. what
1: 19? 19 so yeah, yeah that's I, that actually really hurts man because i like some of this a lot of this album is just like fuck man yeah this
0: like i could categorize this as the worst
1: joker's card with some of the best music maybe i don't know i have to like i'm curious when we get to it because i thought satellite was actually really cool
0: Oh, yeah um, I'm so like, I yeah. will be dissecting that it's one of the okay. things that my, MC deep and I would talk about of this mentality that's just so counterintuitive it's not really an out like good outlook to have which is that we'll get into it we'll get into it okay Sean do you, do you, have you ever watched Battlebots
1: um okay it, it's a competition show where people make robots and then yeah, fight no. them. Okay, I'm curious what this has to do with this podcast.
0: Oh, no, this that's just what I've been up to this week. I've been watching what a lot games? of BattleBots. <laughs> cool. It's really good. BattleBots!
1: I thought you were going to, like, transition into a segment. No, it of was course It was maybe not. something that... Gee, what the fuck, man? BattleBots! Come on. I, like, have no clean transition to the fucking sweaty times. I thought you were gonna like, I don't know, set me up for you, greatness if you So you're just talking you about fucking battle bots.
0: We could have. I could have discussed it as a battling of bots between two magnificent creatures. They're 200 plus transition. pounds. And then you say, oh my god, you want to know what's also like that? 200 pound plus beasts
1: in a ring going head to that head? wouldn't be a transition. That would be be me interrupting your BattleBot train of thought to talk about my shit, but which I do have too gone much of. Piggybacked off. That's not piggybacking. That's me detracting from no, you, which no, I already once do. I'm at I read my the comments. conclusion. I know what they're saying about me, Sean, this goose asshole. He's a sandbagger. He 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 just loves to detract from James's wonderful trains of thoughts about BattleBots and things involving other things. And I wanted, you know, this, this is going to be the one week I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to, like, interject my shit in. I'm going to let James set me up because I know James has my back. Instead, no, we get some fucking uh, 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 tangent, tangential thought about, hey, remember BattleBots? Now talk about wrestling. It, but we could have talked about BattleBots. And I don't then... remember anything else about BattleBots. I remember it was cool as hell.
0: Yeah, but, and then when I got to my logical conclusion point I could have said or you could have said wow you want to know what that is, reminds is me Battle of? This isn't a BattleBots podcast It's not an Avril Lavigne podcast. It's not a goddamn Pee Wee Herman podcast It's not a fucking I don't know <laughs> diarrhea podcast but okay, we Okay wait it is a those. diarrhea. Hold
1: on it is a diarrhea podcast Yeah yeah we're talking so about like absolutely, yeah. the
0: irritable <laughs> bowel syndrome of rap music The Insane Clown Posse. Because sometimes they go hard
1: and sometimes they are just liquid shit spewing from you. Shouts out to Twisted. It seems like every major media juggalo out there is like, yeah, but I'd rather go to a Twisted show.
0: And also there's like hypocrisy in this album about them like, oh, you have to fight back for for people who are walking all over you. But when Twisted and individuals do that, you're like, oh, you're not loyal. No, you weren't fucking paying them. If the rumors are true, that it seems especially ABK saying them before he was on Magic Ninja, he was an outlier and someone who was still like, hey, I'm here and there. I'm I'm going wherever I want to. It seems plausible that they weren't paying them and weren't giving them the credit or the pushes they were. So guess what? Hey, I'm not going to, in quotes, fight back. I'm just going to fight for myself to be where I think I should be in my career. But then, oh, I'm ICP. You can't do that. At least
1: you have a job. I mean, for true. Listen, Mike Awesome leaving ECW as their heavyweight champion hurt a lot of people in that company. But- if you're Paul Heyman and you're not paying your top guy, mm-hmm. yeah, you gotta take care you gotta take care of yourself. Yeah. That's a that's a great example. And I'm like, I'm torn, which we'll get I will I guess we'll get into it. We have I'm some rip torn. I was say, cause I don't know, should I just jump into sweaty times now? You should have said like, hey, and maybe like my Yeah, Mike I awesome. should have said this. Clearly, I should have said this as opposed to you just setting me up for this segments once in your diuretic life. Diuretic. This is a podcast. This is a podcast about diarrhea. Oh, okay, after okay. all, after all, after diuretic. all, diuretic. It's also about ICP. It's also kind of about wrestling. Let's talk about 2019. Oh, this is the last time we talked about the formation of AEW, a fucking hanger baby. Uh, but this is also a great WrestleMania that I just kind of want to run down the card on, and all interesting. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar, so WrestleMania is now a two-night event. There's Uh night one and there's night two. This is the last one-night WrestleMania. Whoa! It's a big, it's a very long show. Is this the one in Saudi Arabia, a.k.a. my favorite shit? Of course it is. No, uh, this one, where did this take place? Saudi Arabia is later, that fucking weird-ass deal. This is at the MetLife Stadium in Jersey. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, where the Giants... And the Jets play Buffalo Bills, being the only football team to play in New York State. I just had to kind of get that in there. Anywho, <laughs> yeah, no. So this is a MetLife. This is this is a wild card. Um, I guess we'll just run down. Yeah, let's run down the match as it uh, as it goes on. Uh, we'll talk about real quick the uh pre uh the pre match stuff, the pre before WrestleMania goes live. They have a couple of pre card stuff. Tony Nese defeating Buddy Murphy for the Cruiserweight Championship. Of course. Of course. Buddy Murphy nowadays, just this big, beautiful, jacked Australian man. I love it. So me and Corey, uh, we did a, a, a straight to Patreon uh, a week last week. And me and Corey are walking back to the train. And I'm talking way too much about wrestling. But Corey is a very lovely soul. And they're just letting me go on. And I love that. He, and I love that they mentioned, like, Rip, there's this really beautiful jacked woman out there that looks really cool and we were trying to like figure it out it's rhea ripley who is like in a beautiful relationship with buddy murphy and they're just two big beautiful jacked metal heads from australia i love them i love them instagram rhea ripley go google search rhea ripley and buddy murphy together it's wholesome and metal as hell also on the pre-show carmella uh eliminating sarah logan for the 17 17 woman wrestlemania women's battle royal for the Raw Tag Team Championship, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, woo woo woo, of the Major major Wrestling Figures podcast, defeating The Revival, aka FTR, Dash Wilder, and Scott Dawson, uh, also known as uh, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood. Modern wrestling fans are gonna be pretty hype on F- FTR might be one of the biggest draws in wrestling today. They are also known as Garage Dads by the fans. And they literally look like two dads coming out of a garage Who are just there to be wholesome and kick your ass. Hell Uh, yeah. Did I tell you? There was a promo recently. uh, Dax Harwood, who is the bald mustachioed gentleman. They had this big championship match coming up on a pay-per-view. And he cuts this promo about this little girl who's born with like a literal hole in her heart. And it was one of these by five years old. She might like it might heal on its own or she might need surgery, which is very dangerous for a five year old girl. And you know what? She worked hard. She believed in herself and she and she fought and she and that hole filled up. And how and that eight year old girl today is my daughter. And how am I going to look her in the eyes if I don't fight as well? So this coming this Saturday, you better believe I'm going to fight like an eight year old girl. (laughs) Which is awesome. That's the revival.
0: Those Garage Dads sound a lot like Bronco in season one of
1: ABC's Battlebots. <laughs> I wish, did you? So, you've been watching Battlebots? Yeah, yeah. I should actually, I should have dug into this because I would always cursory like watch Battlebots. And it really did look like. BattleBots was cool. I can't think of anyone who's like, ugh, BattleBots.
0: My dad, brother, sister, mother, and I, so entire family, I believe watched every single episode of BattleBots in its initial run, and now the 2015 and 2016 seasons that ABC did are on Tubi TV to watch for free, and I'm loving it that I can just skip forward to the actual battles, because the commentators are so cringy and it's just there to fill time doing hack jokes. So I'm like, skip, skip, skip. And uh, sometimes yeah. I'll see their, st- their <laughs> backstories of each people to be like, do I want to root for these assholes or do I want to root for these good people? And the mm-hmm. Bronco team are just two sweeties who are clearly dads. And yeah, because one like picked his daughter up and like kissed her on the cheek when they won.
1: Oh, there is something. I mean, the the old script writing adage, right? K I S S. Keep it simple, stupid. I think with sometimes with characters, obviously, and it's weird because BattleBots is very reality TV mm-hmm. in that these are real people, but we are going to script them like characters. So yeah. you have archetypes like garage dads, uh, and it's but it's such a simple characterization that like is so easy to get on board with.
0: Yeah, and there are some straight up douchebags on there so it's like oh I yeah. don't want these guys to win like the there there was this bot that was clearly like holy shit it can tear through anything it's called Tombstone But as the competition kept going on, the guy was so full of himself. And I was like, I do not want him to win. I do not want him to win. And he loses in the, like, final match. And I'm like, holy shit, because the other bot, the driver was so fucking good. They didn't have a weapon of any sort, but were able to, like, make it so this huge blade on Tombstone just stopped working like it started smoking because they were just fucking amazing and i want to pitch to we love trash with betsy and mono that Mm -hmm. there is a sect of technically science educational shows that are
1: trash so like this oh yeah junkyard wars like when you Mm -hmm. try to i remember junkyard wars uh i think cartoon network didn't they do sort of a child-friendly version Mm -hmm. of some sort it was some sort of engineering off yeah i don't yeah it wasn't exactly like battle bots or anything like that but it's just like you're in a junkyard you have these pieces and you need to build something that can do this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think it's just like science for like no reason like that's something interesting like engineer they do it every now and then just like an engineering tv show where it's like there is no practical purpose for this but it's cool as hell yeah which like man sometimes that's just wrestling uh there was a clip floating around uh I think last couple of weeks ago of dude tries to go for a shooting I think it was going for a shooting star which is a backflip or he's or maybe it was a phoenix flash. it was some sort of like big flippy move from the top rope Morrison does that right Morrison does uh yeah a, a corkscrew uh shooting star okay okay which well, uh, what was it called the starship something uh, anyway yeah Morrison does do that he's awesome uh but someone's they're doing some big flippy shit off the top rope and I think the dude on the bottom counters it by catching him in a cutter, a.k.a. an RKO, a.k.a. a diamond cutter. That's kind of like, you know, you grab the person's head like over your shoulder and you drive their face into the mat. Mm-hmm. And people were people were freaking out like, oh, this is so unbelievable. Oh, how would anyone do that in a fight? This is like blah, blah, blah. It's like because it looks because it's cool as yeah. hell. Yeah. Sometimes, it, sometimes just being cool, something looking cool as hell is more than enough, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not in battle bots though. And no, yeah, because I think all those weapons that, like, we're going to run out of time on this podcast because we're talking about BattleBots, which uh-huh. is why I was so upset. I'm, so, I'm sorry. It's a good conversation. I like this conversation. But it's why I was so like, what are we doing? Because we are going to run out of time in this podcast talking about BattleBots. Speaking of yeah. running out
0: of time, man, uh-huh. those dudes in the ring, they're running out of time because of CTE. That sucks. <laughs> I hated that. Ugh. Did you find the transition? We're not even. you are running get... out of time because oh my god, there's this looming pandemic that no one knows
1: is going to happen. That's not fun either. I got a transition ready. Yeah. Hey Sean, let's get back to sweaty times. <laughs> Boom. What a transition. We're not running even running out of sweaty times. No, no, no. We gonna get it. We've got one more match uh, on the pre show. Uh, we talked about before with Claudio a couple uh, weeks back the 30 man Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royale. Uh, this year, won by Braun Strowman, who've eliminated last Saturday Night Live cast member, Colin Yost. Colin Jost and Michael Che, like the entire a whole- they spent a lot of time on television in the weeks up to ma- Mania, plugging that Michael Che and Colin Jost were going to be in this Battle Royale, over the top Battle Royale. It was weird. It was weird seeing Braun Strowman, who's like seven foot something huge dude, just get into fights with Weekend Updates, Colin Jost and Michael Che. 2019, baby. And now we're at WrestleMania, the actual the actual mania. We're going to run through the card, but there are three matches we're really going to talk about uh, because they're three huge title uh, title fights. The first one is actually the first match of the night. It is Seth Rollins defeating Brock Lesnar. For the WWE Universal Championship. No, impossible. He's the greatest wrestler ever. I know. It was wild. Dude, I was watching SummerSlam last night. Uh, Are you familiar with the Last Man Standing match? Uh, Yes. The only rule is that uh, you win if your opponent cannot stand up by a count of ten. That's the only rule. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Brock Lesnar comes out with a fucking, like, not just like not like a tractor like that you see on a farm. No, like one of those with like they have the scoop and like a long neck, like a construction site tractor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He brings that to the ring and then he uses it during the fight. He didn't just ride a tractor to the ring. This was his weapon of choice. Mick Foley, you can keep your barbed wire baseball back. Rock have fun with your thousand of unprotected chair shots. Brock Lesnar brings a tractor. This man is a this man is a menace. <laughs> but he does lose in 2019 to seth rollins uh who at the time like brock lesnar was part-time he wasn't on raw every week mm-hmm. uh seth rollins becomes a big baby face to be like no i'm bringing this title back and it's it's great to see i think this is the first time babyface seth rollins wins the wins the heavyweight title which is very the dude is a mainstay the dude's great this is babyface seth rollins yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, then AJ Styles uh, loses to Randy Orton by pinfall. This was just sort of a who's better AJ Styles. We talked about before a legend. Absolute Bull- uh, head of the bullet club, Billy club these days. Why? Because, Jesus
0: fucking Christ, This Sean, joke this is, is so bad, I never remember in it. in a week row. Why do we call them Billy Clubs again? Because bullets are
1: canceled by the goddamn liberal lamestream media. Oh, yeah, I forgot. This joke is so good. Hooray. 80. <laughs> Sandbagging, baby! 80 Styles loses to Randy Orton, and it's just who's better than who match um then for the for these wwe smackdown tag team championships a four-way between the usos uh jay and jimmy these guys are like uh 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 uh, and uh royalty this is the same family that uh produced the rock produced uh uh, yokozuna uh they are like kind of the youngest in line these are just like insanely good they're they're champions to this day they're amazing the usos taking on Alistair Black, a.k.a. Malachi Black in AEW, and Ricochet, formerly Prince Puma in Lucha Underground. Whoa. Yeah, dude. Ricochet is great. Uh, if you have not watched the Ricochet match in a minute because they're not really using him a lot in WWE, go back and watch some old Ricochet stuff. He's awesome. We have Rusev, currently Miro in AEW, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah.
0: They do have to change Ricochet's name, though. Oh, God. Because
1: it implies
0: bullets don't.
1: and, you know. This joke's not good. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this. All right. Well, do you do you well, I'll, I'll run through the card. You interrupt me when you have a new name for Ricochet. Okay? OK, I will. I will. All right. And also, will we be changing Ricochet's name from Mucha Lucha, the WB cartoon. Yeah. OK, let me know when you got one for that, too. Uh, the fourth team in that, uh, so yeah, Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura, and then the bar, which is Cesaro, Claudio Casnoli, Casanoli from like early, uh, Philadelphia Indies, as well as AEW and Sheamus, uh, which like those eight names are huge. All of those guys could be made, could and should, and have been main eventers like, and it's wild that they're just like, just, I kind of want to go back and watch that match. I feel like it's only 10 minutes and that's eight people trying to get their shit in in ten minutes. It's gonna be a little underwhelming, but even underwhelming for those names still is probably a very good match. I want to go back to that, Sean. Yes, Rich is uh, hopefully he's Irish or Scottish, so we can he say is not, he Richard is not. O'Shea. Neither both, and we can shorten it to Dick O'Shea. Both are Latin American, but sure, Dick O'Shea. Dick O'Shea. Yeah, no, I got you. The first I'll get time. another. I'll get another. No, please. Sometimes uh, you
0: don't get it off the first one. Sometimes
1: you gotta get it on the second or the third. Oh, after that tag match, it's Shane McMahon going over the Miz in a Falls Count Anywhere. Uh, I think Shane McMahon is like punched Miz's dad in the face. Why Shane McMahon is in WrestleMania, I don't fucking know. It's weird. Um, oh, kind of four matches actually. I said three. There's a huge uh tag match for the women's tag championship, featuring the Boston Hug connection, which is Bailey and Sasha Banks, uh who were the champions. Nia Jax and Tamina, who are fucking awesome big muscly muscles. Uh, Beth Phoenix and Natalia, who, Beth Phoenix from Buffalo shouts out, also big musclies, and very like very technical. But winners are the Australia to New Zealand. I, I I'm bad because I'm dumb. Absolute menaces, real go-getters, and beautiful, lovely tag team—the Iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Like, if there was ever a reason for the—there's wi- a lot of reasons that uh, women should have a tag division, namely to get more women on television. But the Iconics, like, but like you hear a lot of these teams, these are kind of like individual competitors who are being put together in a tag team. The Iconics—they're just real shitty mean girl friends. And are hilarious, and we're so good. They win the tag. This is this is the mania. They win the women's tag team championship. That's awesome.
0: Okay, I got a I got a better name. It comes from, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on Webster's and any dictionary. It will give a sentence as an example of how to use it. Yeah. So I'm just going to use the entire sentence for ricochet, which is the bullet that hit President
1: Reagan had ricocheted off the presidential limousine. That's his new name. Hold on. So <laughs> I just want to make sure I get the premise clear uh, because we want to cancel. And this is a good you know, what? This, this is a good effort. We want to cancel bullets and gun violence and uh-huh. gun culture because we want to do that. Yeah. We are going to take Ricochet's name, yes. which, by the way, in the WB cartoon, he's more like a pinball ricochet. Same thing as Ricochet the wrestler. He's a great high flyer. It's, it feels like it's more about how he ricochets around the rink. We're going to take that uh-huh. and, and again, to stop, to no longer promote bullet or gun mm-hmm. violence or culture, we're going to extend that name. Can you give me that one more time? The bullet that hit, President yeah. Reagan had ricocheted
0: off the presidential limousine. That's that's
1: but lovely. This, if yeah. you want, oh, there's a butt. Oh, I didn't know there was a butt. Okay. You,
0: no, this is my this is me defending this name change choice. If sure. you want people to be like, wow, guns really do hurt people, is to remind them always once a week on wwe
1: that of the greatest tragedy in american history is that we didn't shoot president reagan hard enough that's true no it's that he was almost assassinated yeah because we didn't shoot him hard enough he's the greatest point he's ronald reagan fucking egg kofi kingston in the 10th match of the card Uh, This is, and this is, this is again one of those like three iconics kind of gets forgotten. I forgot iconics within is this. That's an awesome match. But of the three major uh, major single title matches for the, uh, this is the SmackDown World Championship. Because there's one on Raw, that was the Seth Rollins Brock. This is the SmackDown one. This is Kofi Mania, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan, aka Bryan Danielson. I'm going to talk about this match for a little bit if that's all right.
0: I believe I I've seen the end of this match and I cry every single time. If this
1: is the match, probably I think it's the I think it's the only time they went one on one certainly at Mania uh, for the for the title, right? This also, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the title.
0: And then the New Day is watching.
1: Yes. Uh, yes. New Day new, yes. Com- yeah. I watched this if I need a good cry. All right, so let's break. I'm gonna break this one down then for a second. So earlier in 2019, uh, there's an Elimination Chamber, which is a large cage match uh, with six competitors. is uh, for the WWE Championship at the time. Uh, Brian Danielson has sort of transition. And one of the reasons Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, is a goat to many is the. I mean, the goat is hard because wrestling is subjective, as is art. But there's a very good case for him being goat, goated, as it were. Uh, he can do anything. He transitions from this like lovable. We talked, we saw it before. I showed you those matches uh, and, and those moments of this like absolute underdog. Everyone's cheering for him because the entire corporation is bearing down his back. Nowadays, he's the green champion. His only problem. its not that he's a vegan and like an environmentalist—is that he's real judgmental about it. Uh, is why he's an absolute villain. Mm-hmm. And he makes and he—it sounds so cartoony. He absolutely makes it work. He makes he he makes everyone look so good. He's such he's he's amazing. So that's Brian Danielson, the judgmental prick. Daniel Bryan is the champ. He's in this Elimination Chamber match. It was supposed to feature another young flippy man, Mustafa Ali, who's great. If you haven't seen Mustafa Ali matches in a while, especially some of his indie stuff, go back. There's a I think I think it's him versus Cody Rhodes somewhere in the northwest. It's gorgeous. But Mustafa Ali is injured. He can't make the show. So they kind of so they go to someone who's very reliable Has been with the company since 2007. So, what is that, 12 years? Member of the New Day, Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston has never touched main event gold Mm -hmm. since 2007. And because he's in this match, he does not win this Elimination Chamber match, but as a last minute, this last minute replacement has such an organic fan support. We talked about that before with Brian Danielson, how it wasn't, it was so clearly not scripted. It was just like a bunch of people. In the shows and online just all agreeing like kofi's the fucking man mm-hmm, what are we mm-hmm. doing so they begin this program by uh so by wrestlemania uh he's jumping all over all these hurdles there's this awesome like gauntlet match where uh Big E and xavier woods who are in the stable the new day with kofi kingston the new day is the three of them they have to like go through this gauntlet of like four or six other men just to get kofi his shot at wrestlemania and they do it on SmackDown. They're like, fuck, yes, we like friends fighting for friends. Mm-hmm, like, that's it. Mm-hmm. They have nothing, which is like a pretty cool story. Like, we have nothing to gain by winning personally, but we're doing it for you. If that's not anime friendship, dude, you yeah. know? So he finally gets this opportunity. This man who's been in the company for over 12 years at this point finally gets this shot at the title. And Brian Danielson, the greatest wrestler of all time is standing in his way it's a beautiful match uh i don't remember how long they go let me double check yeah i mean standing
0: you just gotta wait a little bit till like a wind breeze gets on him and he's like oh my calf muscle wait what what now because he's so prone to injury wait
1: what now yeah what I'm is so, the, what is this so, good w- joke you're telling you said what is this really like, good joke oh, you had someone
0: and this six-person elimination
1: ended up getting injured i t- i could have swore it was going to be mr yes himself daniel brian oh you mean the man who came back from like severe i don't can i tell you why i don't like this joke because concussions are scary as hell, and I don't know, man. These are people's lives, but no, a good celebrity joke, I guess. No, I thought he like w- was tearing muscles and such. No, it was a uh, pretty severe concussion and neck injury, but this is fun to joke about. Oh, I thought he was like an edge. How edge is just constantly
0: like muscles are ripping off his bone.
1: Oh, which is also neck problems, which is also scary as hell. It's really fun joking about, you know. I thought he had an ACL being... issue. He probably did as well. Yeah, even he's if so he did. prone
0: to fucking injury, just like this, Daniel
1: Bryan. I don't like this joke. <laughs> I know nothing about wrestling, guys. Uh, and it shows. 23 minutes, 45 seconds. They go for over 20 minutes in this brutal back and forth. God, let Kofi win. Oh, they're not going to let Kofi win. God, let Kofi win. And he finally does. And, yeah, New Day come out to the ring. They're crying. Kofi's children come into the ring. They're crying. It's very accurate as a throw on as just like a feel good crying moment to see someone's hard work mm-hmm. and pay off. And it's fucking, uh, every now a lot of the stories are shit. Uh, it's in WWE, uh, and any wrestling that's fair. It's sometimes it's very cartoony. Sometimes it's very just dumb and trash fun. And then sometimes they just throw you a moment like this where you're like, God fucking damn it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of why I love it. It's just like, it, 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 and you don't know which way it's going. One minute it's going to be Shane McMahon slapping the Miz's dad and then beating him at WrestleMania. And then all of a sudden Kofi Kingston versus Brian da- uh, Daniel Bryan. It's insane. Yeah. So that's the second match. There's a few more matches on the card. My man, Samoa Joe. We all know how I feel about him. I, I don't. Oh, oh. Uh, I'm, I'm lying. You know. I'm lying. I'm lying. Samoa fucking Joe, baby. He taps out Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship. Roman Reigns beating Drew McIntyre by pinfall, then Triple H beats Batista by pinfall. This was a weird comeback where Batista's screaming at Monday Night Raw, "Give me what I want," and eventually they do, and it's all right. Baron Corbin ends the career of Kurt Angle, which is insane, but like happened, and good for Baron. Really put put a rocket on that motherfucker. For the Intercontinental Championship, the Demon Finn Balor defeats Bot. I guess a Balor weird. Balor? Baylor. Uh, Finn Balor, Prince Devitt, in the the gimmick of the Demon, beats Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental Championship. Are you familiar with the Demon? I am not. So Finn Balor, a Baylor, I keep saying Balor, why? James, am I okay? Yeah, I think you are. Cool. So AJ, AJ Styles is the second leader of the Billy Club. The original leader, the founder, the guy who created the Billy Club in New Japan... Is this gentleman right here, Finn Balor, who's like, uh, yeah, Prince Devitt in New Japan? He comes over and he's just, the, he's sleek, Irish, fucking ass kicker. He He's technical, he's high flying, he kind of does a little bit of everything. But sometimes just being a really good wrestler at his size isn't enough. So he has made a deal with the Dark Carnival to create the Demon. Whoa. Yeah, which is, who is undefeatable. He's a, like, the Demon is kind of like, that last, that last little bit of Goku energy when you know the, when you know your anime protagonist is about to go down and he's like ah, it's it's Naruto dipping into the uh this the fox spirit inside of him right, and it was all really cool until they fucked it up real hard in like I think it was twenty twenty one, I forget the pay per view it was real bad uh don't look that up this is cool demon demon over Bobby Lashley and the sixteenth match uh the main event. The third very important, the third huge, uh, they, they almost build this as three main events with uh, Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar, Kobe Kingston and Daniel Bryan, and then the the actual main event, the final match on the card. Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair for both winner-take-all, SmackDown Women's Championship and Raw Women's Championship. Whoa. And Undisputed Women's Championship. And this is if you did not know the first time a women's match has main evented a, Wrestlema- a WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. This isn't just like, you know, summer it's not even SummerSlam or like one of the big four. This is the pay-per-view. This is the show. This is a especially at this time a lot of casual fans maybe just watch WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, this isn't REO Speedwagon, the Bay City Rollers. This is fucking Kiss man.
1: Hell yeah. Detroit Rock City. I'm gonna beat myself up uh it's, dude it's insane and this and this entire build uh this is this is the build. this is a build ronda rousey comes in and wins one of the championships i think she's a few months in the company ronda rousey i think i'd have to double check but the first female draw in mixed martial arts the career of like ronda rousey i feel like is we kind of take for granted very very interesting career to be such a pivotal draw At a very young age, she was like, I think under 21, when she started like main eventing uh, UFC, then the UFC kind of stepped it up a notch where she was one of the greatest grapplers in the history. It really became very mixed and she just couldn't hang with some of the new strikers. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like she gets unfairly tarnished. And then the media is tearing apart this young woman, this young woman, like completely unfairly. Uh, she's getting taken advantage of by her coaches. This has become... Ronda Rousey in the WWE, I think, is a really nice swan song for, again, someone who is so important for com, combat sports, not just wrestling, not just mixed martial arts, but really both. She's coming to the WWE. Unfortunately, she's not a great babyface. Uh, I'm saying all these good things so I can tra- not trash her, but speak fairly. They, she wants to come in and be this babyface, this beloved babyface, but we haven't seen her. This is her first time in WWE, and she's immediately getting thrown into the t- the title picture. Mm-hmm. It's, it feels a little forced. Meanwhile, we have, and I, we'll talk about this again and again, how an important an organic good guy is. Becky Lynch had her face, like her nose broken, her face broken on television after a wild shot from Nia Jax, a wild punch to the face. Prone to injury, she sure is. Uh, <laughs> getting punched in the face. Becoming pregnant from her husband, Seth Rollins, which counts as an injury in this country. Love it. No, but she's but, but she gets knocked in the face and she, and she was rising very popularly. The four horsewomen of NXT. Uh, Sasha do, Banks, yes. I do
0: want to clarify, you probably mean that as in like hospital bills, right? Uh, sure. Okay, because like it's it, how you said that made it seem like you were coming at it from a conservative angle of like what are hey, you these, talking about? these liberals just consider it an injury that can be taken away
1: by a doctor. I don't know what you're talking about. You're putting words in my mouth. No, uh, I'm just allegedly... I, want, I want to clarify. No, that no. Here's the thing. I was doing that sarcastically. Yes, that was what you thought was my intention. Oh, OK. OK, which is also you'd be surprised how many conservatives and like really weird sort of echo like echo chamber conservatives do jump on that uh injury prone bandwagon it's really fun to listen to um so the four horsewomen of nxt which are kind of credited as like really pushing the division out of divas and into just women's wrestling are sasha banks charlotte flair rick flair's daughter bailey and becky lynch charlotte was trying to get this babyface push but like it it She fits so well as this almost arrogant heel who's not totally wrong. She's just better than everyone because yeah, she's Ric Flair's daughter, for Christ's sakes. And then Becky Lynch, who is fucking beloved. She is the man at this point. She is outselling, merchandise-wise, all of the men on the roster. Hell yeah. Without question, Becky Lynch is the top draw in the company right now. They almost take her off of this card, and then she has to fight her way back in. So now Ronda Rousey is the Raw Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair is the SmackDown Women's Champion, and Becky Lynch is the fucking man. And this is her crowning moment. This is sort of she wins the match. If you had, to, if you were wondering, 21 minutes, and it's another wild moment, especially if you've been, especially if you were watching wrestling during the Divas, the Divas time, some of the less good Divas time. Not to take away from like the Bella Twins and like Alicia mm-hmm. Fox, what some of these women were doing. And even like, not, not never to take away from the talent. It's you know, it's really it was the writers and the booking for a long time of like, cool brown panties match at at WrestleMania. Yeah, we couldn't we couldn't book some wrestling. No, okay. Uh, but to see like how far, how far it's coming. All the women on the, I mean, all the women on this show, the tag uh, that tag match featuring the iconics. Their iconics might be a little more character than they are strictly wrestlers, but believable and it's not. It's not character for the sake of sex appeal. It's just, no, they're a character. And it's very, still a TV show. It's fun to watch. Uh, they're three-dimensional. They're believable. Becky Lynch going over here. It's, anyone, if you, t- anyone who, it, I feel like that's another tear up moment is to see Becky Lynch win this title. Not, I mean, her whole family doesn't come out. I think they were trying to like kind of downplay her and Seth Rollins' relationship on TV. I don't remember if he comes out, but it's, it's another very, Powerful and game-changing moment—the first, the first women's headlining match of WrestleMania—and that was 2019. Chia, you want to know what else was 2019? Uh, how long this fucking first segment has been? I'm sorry, Fred.
0: Fearless Fury 666 was released February 15th, 2019, just uh, maybe a month before this WrestleMania you discussed. Crazy. It is the fourth Joker's card in the second deck of the Dark Carnival saga. Production was handled by DJ Mysterioso, Kuma, Mike P, Dr. Punch, Seven,
1: Straightjacket, and the Insane Clown Posse themselves. But before we... What's up? Was Flip the fifth Joker's card, or was this a, that was a companion to this one?
0: Yes, that's a companion. Okay. The equivalent of a sideshow. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. But before we get into that, let's find out what was on the indie charts, baby. Yeah! Tell me about it, stud. Coming in at number five is India Ari with Worthy. Must be a reference to Wayne World. Yeah. Coming in at number four is Ryan Bingham with "American Love Song." Uh, wait until you get an "American Campfire" a few years later, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. I showed you that song, right? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Listen to Ted Nugent's "American Campfire." It's the
1: stupidest song oh, ever, and it's insane. I used, "Stranglehold." I think I've said. I know I've said this before, but "Stranglehold" by Ted Nugent—that was the song I knew I could clock out on at my first job. Yeah. And I loved that song. And Ted Nugent sucks. Yeah, he does. Ted Nugent sucks. I
0: think we had this conversation when I last brought up American Campfire.
1: I know we did because I can't. I. It hurts. It hurts to. It hurts to find out my heroes are such a piece of shit and kind of always has been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. but
0: guess what?
1: That goes up- into fucking underage girls. Look up,
0: child. Okay, yeah, I'm. I was, yeah, yeah, what you just said
1: ruined the next album, which is Look Up Child by Lauren Dangle. Okay, wait, that's not me. That's not my fault. That's Ted Nugent for being in, that's Ted Nugent's fault for being into fucking underage girls. That's not me.
0: All right. Well, I still like it messed up the transition,
1: like the transition sounded like I was going to be
0: like, Hey, I'm going off with what Sean said. No, I'm just going on to number three by Lauren Dangle or Dagle. Look up, that child. Was a, that
1: was an unfortunate coincidence. Yes. That was not a transition. That those were just two sentences uh-huh. that happened to be next to each other. No yeah. transition.
0: Speaking of transitions, this is a transitional period out of the terrible Missing Link era, going at I number Missing Link. two with the insane Clown Posse with Fearless Fred Fury. Another maybe a bad album. We'll find out I, later. I liked Missing
1: Link. Fuck you.
0: I might put Missing Link above Fearless Fred Fear, even though it has more better songs on it. We'll find. Yeah, it depends.
1: But I don't know. We'll talk about it.
0: Who could beat out the first they were released the same week? Who could beat out the Insane Clown Posse? Sean, this is insane that we have discussed the only other band really. What? Who will be another? Hey, we'll go through
1: their discography. It's Head Above Water by Avril freaking Levine. Okay, I was bummed at first. I, uh, I'm, kind, I'm a little disappointed because I thought it was going to be... I don't remember the dude's name, but I love him. Kiss, Esham? No, uh, the cowboy man. Cowboy man? He sings country songs. Hank Williams? Oh, <laughs> fucking Jason L. Dean. Jason L.
0: Dean, where have you been all my life? No, but if you say Avril
1: Lavine... Jason L. Dean. L. Dean. I rhyme. can trick myself. I can trick myself into thinking it's Jason L. Dean. That's true. I might have to. And th- those those are the charts this week. We also had Zarface. Well, what did Zar the people face. say? Oh, well, the what, people? What well, ZAR faces this year?
0: Uh, Zarface Zar- meets Ghost faces. this that's year. That's a great fucking album. I couldn't get into it. Really? Uh, that's the album that made me like fall in love with Inspect the Deck. I was like, oh shit, this is so good. But uh, again, it's Wu-Tang adjacent, and I just...
1: Can't get into it. Very Wu-Tang adjacent. But it's, listen, man, I will recommend... That's going to be my... You know what? I'll save it for my plugs. That's gonna, Remind me, that's my plug for this okay. week. All right. Head up of water. God, that album's so much better than this album. That sucks. Ooh, he I'm is. so... Well, hold on. That's not a... Yeah, I know. Come on now. That'd
0: be like, <laughs> wow, man, the Beatles' white album is so much better than an
1: ICB album. I know. Well, maybe. Well, maybe not like... I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe not uh, 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 Great Malenko.
0: What? No, like, uh, you should have said Great Malenko the Mighty better than Death, White Death Album. Pop.
1: Mighty Death Pop was very good. We had a good time with that. But you want to hear what the people are saying? Can we cut this segment? You just read me reviews for Zarface meets
0: Ghostface. I would if I had those up. Damn it. Coming in part. at the yeah. first review is... Jonathan R. Partlow gave two out of five stars, saying no energy. I've been listening to ICP since I was a kid. I got my first album when I was eight. That was 22 years ago. I've seen their ups and downs. This one just lacks the energy we all want to hear from them. I listened to the album at least five times over the last couple weeks. I was trying to see if I was missing something. If it would grow on me like a cancer. If it That part I added. If it wasn't as bad as I initially thought. Unfortunately, it is though. I haven't researched it, but... My best guess is Mikey Clark had no involvement. Damn it! I said I wasn't <laughs> going to include any of these. Fudge! <laughs> I feel like some songs were trying to be excellent, but then the chorus would hit and the energy would die and so would my soul. It's all about- I did not add that in. This is verbatim. Wow. Deep... It's almost as if they have grown tired and they're just throwing this album out there since they committed to these new Jokers cards. Honestly, I haven't been crazy about an album since Bang Pow Boom, which is fantastic. I'm yes, not sure, is.
1: but I hope they find their stride again. I don't know if that's... Do we agree that one of, the, one of the issues, I won't say it's the only one, but one of the issues on this album is a lack of energy? No, I think there's a lot of energy on this. Yeah, I think that's actually one of the things they do pretty well. Yeah. Maybe not in all the tracks. There's a few where I'm like, I'm trying to think of what, like, drags. Hothead kind of drags, but it's supposed oh, yeah, yeah. to. It it feels like it's supposed to be a little more menacing than upbeat. But, like, yeah. Nobody's fault drags. It's stupid. <laughs> yeah, That's fair. Game over, actually. It slaps. Oh, I was surprised how good that song is. Uh,
0: that's one of my fucked songs, I hate it so much.
1: Alright, gamer boy, we'll talk about it. Don't Juggalo
0: gives four out of five saying not their best, but certainly not their worst. I don't know who these Juggalos are that are dissing this album, but considering how long they've been around and this is the second deck, I think it's pretty dope. There are three songs I could do without, but I think a lot of ICP stuff worse than this. Bang, Pow, Boom, Missing Link, Found, Tempest, The Calm... I like Missing Link.
1: I also like (laughs) Bang
0: Pow Boom and The Tempest and The Calm.
1: I love Bang Pow Boom. Bang Pow Boom is fucking decent as hell. The message is a great one. No, it's not, guys. Stop being a bitch and fight back. Take some
0: control over your life instead of just sitting around bitching. Okay, if that were the message
1: they were truly giving out, but uh uh-uh, it is not, guys. Let's go back to the review. We'll talk about the message later. because uh-huh, uh-huh. uh, if that was the message, I would hate it. but I, because it's not, I think I like the message. Oh God., uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about what we'll we'll talk about it because there's maybe I'm missing some things, maybe you're missing some things. maybe we're both missing some things. and the, we'll meet in the middle and you'll realize that's a pretty shitty message. and I'll real and then I'll be like, I guess it's an okay message. Who knows? Who knows?
0: The last song, they list off some songs that are good, but the last song is dumb and not the wickedest song ever, but whatever. Yeah, I wasn't like in love with the last song. No, I, I, I said the last song on this is Freedom and just
1: skipped the last two. <laughs> I think I I think I think like the last song more than I liked... For- well, no, there's... some Well, no, there's... We'll get... We'll get we'll into get it. We'll get into it. Brad...
0: Last name redacted, four out of five stars, said Violent J solo album. This is Violent J's best solo album in a while. The tracks he let oh, Shaggy 2 oh, dope on stand out. However, it is a solo album when all said and done. Is it? I mean, there are some that are like, uh, okay,
1: but... A lot of J, but that's like I feel like a lot of albums are just like yeah, yeah. It's a lot of J. hmm mm-hmm. Okay. I do also think the fact that
0: where the ringmaster would usually be talking is a Willoughby Will Rag or whatever it's called. Willoughby which,
1: Rag, baby. Which is
0: Shaggy, and I think that is indicative of possibly like health issues that were going on with Violent Jay, So
1: Shaggy mm. had to step into those roles. Yeah. Could be. Could um. be. But, yeah, Willoughby Rag was fine. I did not hate Willoughby Rag in most of this album. Oh, I didn't either. Oh, oh, the welcomed character. Finally, five out of five from Sean
0: Onami. That's not me. It's not. It's Onami. Saying, True. the ICP album I was waiting for. Love it. Straightjacket's production is big. Lots of fun. West Verner Avenue is great. Satellite, seriously hilarious. Is fun. Too many good tracks to mention. Really, it's a good ICP album. I love how it comes at you from all kinds of different angles at once. Lots of stuff on it that's fun to sing along with, and plenty that will scare my neighbors. Devil horns, Ooh. smiley
1: face. Aww, it's weird. I don't know how much. I don't know how much I like. I don't know how much I like it. I'm curious in this breakdown how much I'll come out like wow, or be like meh. We disagree. I like Missing Links. Yeah. Uh, It's what it is. The music isn't my issue with this. I
0: feel that this is the most out-of-touch, damaging message of an, an entire ICP album and the most preachy they've been. This is a, like, it feels like this is their evangelical moment of saying, like, hey, you, it is your fault Your life is this way. And like when we get to Satellite, I have so much to say about it. So let's get into this album. Right after this break. Not really. I
1: gotta go pee. I'll be right back. Okay. What's your name? Who's your daddy? Is he rich? Is he rich like me? Bad dog.
0: Bad dog. (laughs) Uh
1: so this song start this album starts with an intro as always pride dignity and an appreciation for life do you have that or are you a sleepy piece of shit letting others walk all over you the first two songs and well if that was the message what we were talking um what you said before fuck you and your depression you sleepy ass piece of shit it's all your fault i going into it i thought that was the overall message and that sucks yeah uh canonically a lore from a lore standpoint there is something about the dead are jealous of the living, not living, and so feel like that's an interesting story to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, some I, and, and that's I, that's it's so familiar. I can't remember what that's from. Of uh, the dead being jealous, isn't it like the dead hate the living? No, no, no. What the fuck, that's
0: a comatose song. Don't cry for the dead, cause they cry for you. That's the at least an ICP calling back to an earlier song from I believe
1: Hell's Pit. Okay, uh, it, it's it's common. It's 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 not a super uncommon trope, but it's a very interesting one to me. Mm-hmm. And so, because of that, fearless Fred Fury is their avatar. Also, he's got a pet rat who eats on fear. Like that's interesting. But this whole you sleepy piece of shit is all your fault. I don't like. Yeah, and there are many songs that cater to that. And there's like also one where it's like, uh there. I have so much to say. So yeah, we'll get to yeah and. I will say, I changed my mind, but not in this second song, which is Red Fred. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's a catchy track, a nice beat. The
0: fight back thing that we hear throughout a lot of these songs sounds good, but also bad. the next album.
1: And we hear in uh, Flip, the fight back.
0: Uh, There's a lot of Jekyll Brothers vibes in this. Blood and Wood Don't Rhyme Shaggy. <laughs> start, like, it feels like a lot of hit. I think I've mentioned this before. When you write your last line first and then you work your way back from that, it's going to have, it's going to be a more impactful verse in any sort of music than if you start from the beginning and then you're like trying to figure out where it goes. It's
1: a lot easier. It's it's a maze. It's a lot easier to solve a maze if you start from the end and you go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The same way with like, what's your, what's the point? What's, I mean, and there are sometimes I feel like there's a lot of songs where my first note is just the first line because it encapsulates the rest of the song, and then they wander. Uh, I can say that about a lot of bands. It's hard to do, but it usually, I yeah, I agree that usually pays off if you start at your end. Oh, wait, actually, that that was for the the next song. Uh, <laughs> okay.
0: So, yeah, do you have anything for Red Fred?
1: At this point, my understanding of the character is that Red Fred's an angry being, takes no prisoners. The part of the story I like, he is the punishment of good men doing nothing. Yes. Yeah, that's sloth. That's fine. That's cool. But kind of, only kind of, in this, in this song, at least, it also feels like he's if you're losing your battle with depression, he's going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. Which is like, well, we've been talking, we didn't mention it, but that's kind of what we're, what we're talking about as far as the blame it all on you and being such a dangerous mentality is that depression is a real thing. Struggling to get out of the bed every morning. That's a real thing. And we don't need some dude beating the shit out of us to remind us Mm -hmm. that we're struggling with that. And sometimes we're losing. And that's mm.
0: now that I think about it, This Mm -hmm. could be very self-deprecating
1: on Violent J himself. So I I, I actually, that's that's one of my big points. I very much think it is.
0: Yeah, and if it's that angle, it makes more sense. But still, to put this out in the world to your fan base who. Some think of you as the arbiter of this religion and the dark carnival is speaking through you. How do I live my life to to save my life as you've done before? Oh, okay. so if I'm getting a little pissed at someone that's on me, there's just so many fucked up, like not just bad messaging, but contradictory messaging on this album.
1: I think that's, well, let's get to the next song, because yeah. the next song is where I changed my mind, including Flip, on the Red the red Fred character. Mm-hmm. Should I start? Uh, I guess I'll, yeah. Well, first you,
0: you have to say something, Sean, don't you? Um, Wicked? No, um, you, you gotta comment on their Bi- rapping styles Bi- on this?
1: Billy Club? Nope. Our friends are finally able to rap triplets okay i don't want to say it yeah the triplets are pretty decent yeah they're very good they're very good i'm um, honestly this album as much as i hate this song when we get to it X is really just them being like we can work three four a time it's not like fa- like fury has actual trip like speed triplets right stuff we expect from like migos and like you know modern rap I'm, i um, wouldn't say speed triplets but like early three six mafia they're, they've yes.
0: caught up with 1997
1: Memphis music. <laughs> yes, something they've been trying—they've been trying to do for a minute now. So good for, good for you and your new triplets in the song "Fury." Admittedly, mm-hmm. is not what I was paying attention to. Sometimes ICP do this thing where they, like, they miss this this misdirect thing where they start threading you for no reason. Only to deliver the purpose and message a little bit later, like the first deck being the first deck being really just this call to Shangri-La, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Fury kind of hit me with as far as this. And if you're sad all the time, Fred Fury is gonna punch you to death in hell. I thought it was that simple. It's really, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit. I don't think it is though. I think it actually gets in a pretty cool place. The the, so the first verse. Jay is playing this narrator, this protagonist, who clearly is suffering from depression. Like, I don't think it's speculation to say a lot of this is, a lot of this album is aimed towards himself with this, the third song, really, Red Fred and Fury, you know, his full name being Red Fred Fury. These mm-hmm. being, well, no, it's Fearless Fred Fury. Fearless friend. yes, thank you. But these being his two names, these songs really kind of coalescing with each other. The first yeah. song's really just a statement to his power. It doesn't say a lot other than he takes no prisoners and he's a badass dude. Also, he's got a rat. The second song <laughs> where pe- <laughs> Also, he's got a rat. Yeah, that's true. That's part of his character. The second song is like people reacting to him and kind of really what he does. So the first verse, Jay clearly suffering from depression. He's alone. He's he's like, he is literally just- A kid sitting in a dark room alone and sad like that's like and and Jay kind of like inhabiting that, that being, you know, that that to me is really was like, yeah, this album. Jay is pointing this at himself in this album. I think that's pretty clear. The last and then by the last line of the this is what and genius helped me a lot. So I don't know. But uh, the last line of the of that first verse shocking me is the impact of his fist woke me up to the simple fact that I'm pissed. It's, I thought, and for the first two songs and listening to Flip first, you think that like, oh, and if you're sad when you die, he's going to beat you up forever for not taking full advantage of your life. That's not what Fred's here to do. That's not his purpose. This is like what we were saying is the
0: first deck was all post-death, This is we were speculating that this was going to be all as you are dying stuff like the mighty death popping things of that ilk. But now we're getting into like, hey, this is during your lifetime. So he's not killing you after death. He is waking you up to the reality. Is that
1: what you're saying? Kind of. He's waking you up. I will say I'll say this. I don't like talking about it. so I'm not going to talk about it a lot. But my super delusional kind of scary untreated manic episode back in 2012 dark times for your boy. One of the things I had to start realizing was I was tired of being sad all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to let myself get angry because I really never did. I repressed that a lot. And then it turns into depression and that is a very dangerous thing to repress emotions. So learning like learning how to express your anger before you repress it, you repress it into depression, is a very important skill to have and that fred is doing that in a sort of supernatural kind of way Mm -hmm. is what the fight back why fight back is an interesting choice of words because we do attach so much toxic machismo to it yeah but it can be but it, it it doesn't have to be that it i in this album it feels like it's mostly catching thing catching your emotions and not repressing them before it's too late and then cuz the next two verses are just that i'm going out on a rampage again in a very icp kind of way yeah but that being the message is you know not about oh you're sad and again it, it they do walk the line and cross over oh you're sad book up a little too much yeah but the message being that's what fight back really is. It's catching it's catching thought is catching uh, the feelings you'll repress before you repress them, because that's very dangerous.
0: OK, I see. And I, I think the messaging is good at the broadest. Just like if you were to write down the message of this, you'd be like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. But the execution on some of these songs, that's my issue with it.
1: And that's where I'll agree with you, the -hmm. stepping the line into that toxic machismo, uh, that toxic masculinity Or you want to know, if if they're like, hey, you got to like wake up to this, but
0: then there are some songs where you are woken up to these atrocities in your life. They're like, well, uh, at least it's not this bad. And that's, oh man, when we get to that song, I have so much fucking vitriol to say about it. Do you want
1: to get onto West Verner in a uh, in a second? Okay. Uh, again, heads up, uh, Fury. I don't have any clear for uh, forerunners yet. Fury is among my forerunners, though. Oh, mine too. Yeah, yeah. I love. Uh, yeah, the song is great, and it's a really. Uh, and I love yo know, six sixty five on the clock, a minute before six 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 is real. And again, it, it it goes back to that like before you wake up, you know, like you're gonna wake up at six six six. Um. So this uh, this whole so- this whole album takes place. At this imaginary time, 665. I think that's just cool as hell. Which the 665
0: is also because they're like, well, we're not about devil shit, but also because the first deck will have six cards, the second deck will have six cards, and the third deck will have five.
1: Also, if you add up 665... It's 17, baby. Sure is, baby. And the last thing I want to say, also, like, on... Uh, Another, like, praise. Whatever the album, whatever we say about the album is whatever we say about the album. One of the things I like about the Fred Fury character. I like a lot about this character. There's a uh, line towards the end uh, from uh, Rags, uh, from Willoughby. Uh, Fred Fury is in all your feeble, fearful flaws formulating into one ferocious fog in the afterlife. Whose fiery fist will fuck you up. Uh, Which essentially breaks down. uh, Fred is, like, Fred's going to live off the regret from your life after you die if you're holding all the regret you hold on to when you pass that's fred's fist in your face that's that part of that's the part of hell if you sort of go by a dante's inferno style where like and also in revelations uh i i brought up before christians do believe that like hell is not forever eventually we all go to heaven hell is hell hell's hell's a long time we call it eternal it's not actually eternal you can get out of hell through repentance. But one of the big things you're going to have to do is get over all of your regret. And that's not an uncommon interpretation of hell punishment. Neil Gaiman's The Sandman. I don't know if you've read that one. I have not. It's very good. In The Sandman, there's, uh, there's this portion. He travels to hell. And in hell, uh, Christians are the most populated religion there. Because they have the most internalized hate to work out. The most repressed emotions. The most regrets from not expressing them in life mm-hmm. again and i think that's another key wrinkle to the fight
0: back does neil gaiman also incorporate how many judges there are in hell
1: no but he does account, account for how many juggalos are in hell no. which is zero motherfuckers oh, okay. be living Ooh. in shangri-la baby <sighs> a few juffa holes out there but yeah like th- but I, th- that's the one thing i would I want to touch on the idea of regret it's, it's those two it's those two. it's it's he will punish you for regrets, um, which is not uncommon. That's a very, that's a, that's a common interpretation of afterlife punishment. Mm-hmm. Like that's the, I think that was the whole point in Gaiman's Hell is that you can leave at any time, but you have to kind of get over yourself. You have to, it, which is a Buddhist ideal. You have to abandon your ego and, rele- and release some of those regrets. Like that's, that's what, that's what Flip is feeding on. That's what Fred is punishing you over. So, again, there's, like, as far as a character goes, this is, I think, one of their more in-depth and, like, layered. Where, like, because I, I, on the surface, it does look like, you sad boy, I'm going to punch you till you're not sad anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's not that. I, I don't, I really think it's not that at all. That's sort of the, that's the misdirect uh, in, in uh, uh, Fearless Fred Fury. You've heard of Pizza Rat. He eats pizzas. But then you got Flip the Rat. He eats regret. Through your through your penis, oh hell yeah! We'll get to there. Uh, but yeah, okay. So sorry, I went on. I went on for a long time on Fury. I think I, I think there's a lot in that song. West
0: Verner Avenue. I don't know if I like this song or Electric Avenue, which is why I'm like, yeah, this is a good <laughs> song. And no, I wa- I, have, mm-hmm. I want to know if ICP went to the producer and said, "Can we do this?" or if the producer had this beat and they're like, "Oh yeah, let's do this." I mean
1: true I will say it does I don't know if it so it's a story song the story breakdown uh shag's trying to get some puss while he's sitting in his recliner but then uh some fools drive by his house shoot up his home kill the woman he can't have sex with now because she's dead I guess. I don't know. I don't know why that's stopping him now. Yeah, it hasn't stopped him before. <laughs> exactly. So he gets so he 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 goes around town, he gets word from this base head that her, it was her brother's gang, the murder rats. Jay finds where they live, they hop in a car together, do a drive-by, bam, bam, bam. Uh, achieve vengeance for the hairy pussy girlfriend of Shaggy. Uh, then the fu- the outro is Willoughby. Uh Willoughby's words of wisdom, bitch. Don't expect peace and tranquility without at least some hostility. Ha, 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 ha. And if you're on easy street, bitch, you've got some potholes coming, which, uh, it, which, which I get, if I can't, it might've just started as a story song and then they like sort of tied it in. Mm -hmm. But for true that, like with that outro, that does kind of play into everything about like learning to stand up for yourself and living without regrets. Um, again, in a very dangerous, like it being just touched upon is fine. But they will cross that line into, like, toxic masculinity and, like, blaming yourself. Because uh, I know that for things you can't control. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Electric Avenue was a fucking dope song. Nom, <osium> nom, nom, And then I take yeah. it. Ah, yeah. Fuck, I forgot how good that song was. It's very good. But yeah, what the fuck, Sean, are we doing? <sighs> I know, man. I know. WTF is the next song. So who are your guys? James, who are your guys?
0: My guys in comedy, you got Brett Gelman. You got Aparna oh. Nanshala. You got
1: Chris Gethard. I love Aparna. She's fucking hilarious.
0: We, like I don't know if there is a non-stand-up comedy podcast who praises Aparna Nanshala as much as we do. Is that true? Yeah, I I don't ever hear her talked about as much as we, even on comedy podcasts, on shows she is on. No one's like, Aparna, hell yeah, you gotta check her out. Aparna, hell yeah,
1: you gotta check her
0: out. She's so funny in the Great North. If you're not
1: watching that, check it out. Yeah. Also, her stand-up's like, brilliant. <laughs> YouTube that.
0: Did you watch that Joe Pera on Seth? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, him the James Bond one.
1: No, I didn't. That's the new one. Yeah, oh, f- dude, why? It's so Wait, fucking good. I, I think I've seen parts. Of, I think I think I saw a part of it. I saw them reading the script together. Watch all amazing. of it. It's so. Good. I absolutely will. Absolutely will. I love Joe. Pera. I. Love Joe Parra. Joe Pera, I'm really glad Nathan Fielder's show is blowing up on, on HBO mm-hmm. and everyone loves it. And that makes me very happy because that's a very important. Nathan Fielder is very, very good. I wish it feels like they canceled Joe Parra so they could release that show. And that sucks because Joe, Joe Pera Talks With You was an amazing show. Have you ever seen that? Uh, no, yeah, I, I am. And I love it because okay. I, this yeah.
0: truly, it could be Michigan. It the, is Michigan. The, no, no, I'm saying that oh. could be the reason why they canceled it. Oh, I there. I know they have been le- lessing the incentives, the tax cuts for oh, filming. Oh, that and sucks. Michigan in general is a little red. The Upper Peninsula is fucking bleeding. Like that's how. Like it's Ugh. disgusting up there. Minus like Marquette and some of the like college town areas. But yeah. Upper Peninsula is as red as red can get. I think all of the counties were red in the last election. Man, that hurts. Which means the COVID shit to like go there and
1: they'd have to be like, I don't know if we can really do this. It's unsafe. Yeah, we can't. They won't let us test, which is insane. Of course, we have to every major, every set needs to test. You are putting a lot of people together in a closed office, in a very mm-hmm. enclosed area Testing and mask mandates are very important. That's just speculation,
0: and that could be just one of the contributing factors, but yeah, I love that show because it's so cozy, and I yeah, I hate Michigan, but I also, visually, Michigan's great, and I've said, Joe Pera needs to be the voice for pure Michigan, because when I watch that, I'm like, I guess Michigan's not
1: all that bad. I I that man has made driving a pumpkin seatbelt into the front seat of your car yeah. the most compelling 20 to 30 minutes of television <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've ever seen. It is so... His dis- he, he has an entire episode about discovering this 40, 50-year-old song. The yeah. uh, Bob O'Reilly episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be- he barely leaves the house in the episode, and it is gorgeous. It's absolutely... Go- yeah, there is so many... yo And and, and Joe Firestone. Yeah. Connor, uh, Conor O'Malley in that oh, series yeah. being He's the God exact
0: the beast masturbator. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he is so for him to for them to be able to balance the Connor O'Malley energy, and they do obviously IRL like like I uh, is Joe Dan Licata and I think Conor O'Malley all have a show together in New York City. Uh, like a live show. And that those are three very different energies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for them to balance the, like to balance the Conor O'Malley energy with the Joe Parra energy, but it is still be this very wholesome, cozy show because Joe Parra is the titular star while featuring the Conor O'Malley energy, mm-hmm. which again is very beast master masturbatory fucking high energy jazz. It's so good. It's if you have not, that's, you know what? That's my plug. Yes. Uh, that. That's my plug for the end of the episode. You want to know what, Sean? And this is my plug. Finally, watch the Chris
0: Gethard Show crowdsource character contest. I believe it's the second one where both Joe Pera and Conor O'Malley play characters that it's just they were emailed from the fans all of these names with zero oh, yeah. description and they were handed off to improvisers in New York. Zero yeah. Fucks Boyd is Joe Perez's character and the beast <laughs> the beast masturbator is Connor O'Malley's
1: which sounds like something Connor O'Malley actually came up with to yeah. be fair <laughs> that's like that's directly that's Connor oh that's awesome Connor O'Malley's so good that's the first thing Nicole and I ever did
0: together was watch that episode to be like hey Nicole this is what my friends and I do every single Wednesday she came over we watched two to like get her palate wet for it and then sure. we watched one live and we would do that every single Wednesday.
1: Cute. Do we have actually have anything to say about the song WTF? I like this conversation more. Uh, <laughs> I really liked the singing hook when it was like,
0: why is a wonderful thing like living on this planet, on this beautiful planet we've been given so fucked up. Uh, the milk line is very odd in this hardcore song, even though it's true. Mm hmm. Where he's like, hey, milk actually makes your bones soft.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's a, so the song is a list of things, of shit that should make you angry. Trump's shitty wall, murdered children, death penalty on the wrong man, nuclear disasters, a construction worker dropping a wrench, which is our first sort of miracles, huh? Kind of yeah. moment. And then, yeah, cops losing real evil criminals. Half the country is sh- full of shitty racists. The government doesn't understand milk huh? Like it's what it's fine. I don't know. (laughs) I do have this starred. Uh, I did not. Okay. Um,
0: But that's fair. But let's get into uh, one of my uh, just absolutely fuck
1: this song and it's messaging. Let me me start this because I don't have a lot on it. Okay. And then I'll let you go off because I actually multiple starred this. Oh, I will use
0: all my vetoes I've been saving up to not let this go on the let, playlist. Uh,
1: I'm just, let me take Fury then, and I don't care. Okay. So I'll say my piece on it. Because I do like, there are two points to the message I like. Um, this is another song where, like, I wrote down the messages in the first two lines. Your life's shitty? Wow, is that what you said, man? Try and tell that to a dead man. Um, which is a a big part of the regret. The The interesting this is this is Fred Fury. He is an avatar of the dead who are jealous of the living. I'm going to remember what I was thinking of as a reference, but I like that's that is that story. But I don't remember. And the thing that we said before, the thing I think is so is important to do is the ability to take a step back and examine your life. Is to sort of remove yourself from the middle of the hurricane and take a look. That's that's a very important. That's a very important skill to have. Also, the second verse, uh, I really love when they do this, where like Shaggy takes a step away in the second verse to kind of talk about something else that's tangentially related. Uh, but he has the, he had that Isham quote, that uh, that the worst thing prison does is steal your time. And that and that by losing your time, like you're losing, it's the most important thing in your life. Every, everything else, like sex, money, power, none of it's as valuable as your time. And i love that second verse for doing that oh also the line well let me try to steer you here let me try to steer you up here sabu i'm stealing that line that's why i liked this song james okay
0: if someone were to come up to me when franklin died and said hey at least you have nicole i would say hey can you please eat a dick right now because that's not what i need to hear my mom once said when my friends passed away in a car accident it killed three of my friends That she said, hey, I know this is bad to say and for me to think, but I'm glad that you weren't in that car. And I wish I had been more. I I mean, I was a child who lost friends and I could not I I could not have said to her like, hey, mom, that is not what I need to hear right now. That is
1: something you need to think right now. But no matter that was you you fighting back uh, what you wish you said to your mother. Yeah, but oh, I just wanted to be clear. Okay. Yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. I, I, I think I the, concede my time. The I, I I concede my time. The idea of my t- my time has been conceded. Telling people
0: that your trauma does not matter because someone else has it worse is only enabling those who make you have a bad life. Because then you're like, this this job can fuck me over left and right nonstop. But oh my god, at least I have a job. No, like I I think that messaging without the hey now fight back. It's just hey, it's hunky dory. Everything's good because you're not dead. You hey, you have both your legs. That's good. Hey, it it could always be worse. No, that's just having life in my eyes is not something to celebrate, because you could truly be, you could, like, if I were to be kidnapped and being in a, like, a snuffering, I'm not gonna be like, at least I still am alive, and they haven't killed me yet. That's, like, so fucked up to think, and I, I think them portraying this as like, hey, take a step back, without the fight back in this song, is fucked up and i tr- i truly hate when people try to dismiss someone's pain and anguish by just saying you could have it worse. And it's like, that's not what you need to hear. If someone said that to a child, what you really need to do to raise a proper human being is let them experience the emotions and live in that emotion. It's not just like, hey, suppress it, baby. So this is, again, a contradictory thing that they have said from one song to another where this messaging gets not just wishy-washy, but actively Bad and toxic.
1: Yeah. I mean, the whole album, I think the whole album is, a. if I'm analyzing it, and if we're analyzing it a positively, it is to fight back from suppression and repression and oppression. Also repressions, real bad pression. And it does miss that. See, and I kind of forgive the, and it is also, yes, one of the worst things you can ever just say to someone who is suffering a trauma is it could be worse mm-hmm. because it is not just downplaying, uh, there's a stronger word for it, negating almost yeah. uh the trauma, which is terrible. They they have people one of my favorite things is people feel let people feel what people feel. It is never your place to like tell someone not to feel what they're feeling. Exactly. I get it. and again, like I forgive some of this because so much of the I'm looking at this as a whole album because all these are uh for the most part concept albums and the, there's enough fight back in the rest of the album for me that I'm like, yeah
0: also the the fact that they are saying this and I feel like as I brought up before this is a song that made me realize this could have been bullshit and they they've actively said it of like hey you you were psychopathic before you were supposed to be loyal you had something here we were doing something magical but if you're not supporting your friends your employees your family as you call them like that's yeah. super fucked up you are now being your father who was a shit heel to you and your stepfather who is a shit heel to you i'm saying this to violent J. if you're treating your family like this like it's super fucked up and this song specifically makes me be like i would never
1: want to work with them it's interesting we do have we have so two opinions two different opinions the same song, but I do agree with everything you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm good. As long as as long as all of our listeners are clear that uh, you have every right to feel all of your feelings. Yeah, and that that's important. And it's important to truly live and not repress those. But it's also a great skill to be able to step back whenever you have a chance. Yeah. All right. Going on to uh, seriously hilarious. I can't listen to these Magic Ninja diss songs. They just They they make me like legitimately sad. Okay, so this is actually
0: more encompassing than that. Okay. So I starred this because I thought the concept, the beat, the vibe, atmosphere, all very good. It is a diss song, but specifically to all the people who, like, at their Tech Nine and ICP almost went into full on war because Tech Nine turned down playing at the march for the like tr- uh, on the juggalo march i believe is what it was called and yeah. tech nine uh, they, tur-
1: what's up uh just uh, a, uh, a quick reminder of what that was in 2016 uh when uh the fbi labeled uh the juggalos as a gang yes uh, as a loose gang uh there was a march uh on washington dc which again if you were alive and were afraid of trump to see Juggalos being the only people at that time to really stand against the Trump regime. Yeah. And and the FBI at the time was fucking magical. And this song doesn't really touch on the FBI. They, it, it is, it's aimed at people who didn't show up for them. Yeah. People who had people who would have been needle movers in that movement. And not just not that, people who have benefited from the Juggalo community,
0: like Tech Nine. And Tech Nine eventually was like, hey, let's bury this hatchet. We need to do this. I appreciate Juggalos. I don't want them to think that I don't hear their plight. But I don't know. Also, a kind of how they did it was, I think, a little predatory because mm-hmm. they released all the people. They released the names of, hey, these are all the people we've invited. Oh, wow. So. Like before they responded, this is so such a huge deal. It should have been personal phone calls to every single person to say, like, hey, would you want to do this? Here's what we're trying to do. And then talk about that professionally and personally to see what was going on. The fact, though, that Twisted didn't show up is kind of shitty. But yeah. At the end of the day, they clearly want nothing to do with the insane clown posse and psychopathic. And that there's that speaks so much fucking weight to what really happened. And we don't know what really happened.
1: Yes, I was because what's also shitty is not paying your heavyweight champion, Mike Awesome, Paul Heyman. Like, that's fucked up. But still, I like this song. I did not. But I'm glad you did. Speaking of a song I didn't like, Game that Over. I did like. Fuck you, gamers! it's it's this is
0: 2019 there are people who their entire livelihood is playing video games this is not 2005 and before the 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 Mm -hmm. stereotypical nerd living in their mother's basement not being a productive member of society is so begotten
1: like just please I I mean I think they those people do still exist like I'm grateful that I have it up a platform like Twitch. I'm grateful that I can sort of turn it around. But admittedly, even when I game, I game differently. Like I always tell myself it's hard for me to just game, just for me to game. I can do it occasionally. I could do it maybe for like, I, I won't, I can't do it for longer than an hour a day though. Same. And this what like, cause I want to keep it on Twitch and it does. Gaming as a productive means of entertainment is different than just gaming. And I don't I don't know, I, I agree It's sort of a it's, it's sort of a dead horse they're beating here, yeah, where it's like it, it is someone who doesn't leave their basement, I don't know, man, because also you see people I don't know how much you've ever explored wrestling Twitter it's a fucking cesspool sometimes, yeah, and a, and a lot of it is are people like these gamers, right, who don't leave their mother's basement, who don't shower or bathe or take care of themselves. There was a picture floating around, I don't know if you saw this one. It was a Im- Twitter image of wrestling chairs. Two chairs from a wrestling event. And it was someone captioned it with, like, this is why uh, so-and-so company does not use chairs. They don't give chairs to people going to the shows. Because, man, where you would expect a butt crack to be sitting was just stained. Yeah, These are white plastic chairs. And, like, a gr- not even just, like, a little bit. Like, no, streaks streaks on these chairs and like that's a here's not all wrestling fans but like you ever hear people like god if you go to a, like the fact that we people have like wrestlers and like you know owner promoters have to go on twitter and stuff and say like hey if you go to our show tonight please shower Mm -hmm. is ridiculous like so this subset of people or this problem does exist yeah i
0: i guess it's mainly the the fact that they're attributing it to the stereotypical nerd of like, it's been for video games, it's been for comic book people.
1: So yeah. I, I think they maybe they should have put it on wrestling fans. That would have been, yo, know, that would have been chill too. I think, though, I think this problem and it's just exists, it's not that it exists more per capita in gamers. But that there are more gamers than wrestling fans, so that there are more gamers with this problem.
0: I also one of my issues with it, which is more like from a technical standpoint and like a legal standpoint, knowing insane clown posse does not clear some of their samples. Hey, they created an entire record label to do that and work around it. I don't (laughs) know that they cleared the many many video game samples they used in this.
1: That was the next. That was what I was about to bring up. If they sound great. There's a lot of video game samples, mm-hmm. and they sound really fucking cool in this song. I think the song sounds great. I, I bet they didn't. I can't imagine they did clear any of it. And it's
0: not but, like they're no. using Zargon music, where it's like, well, this is abandoned where right now. They are using, yeah. like, the classic. Mario Death. Yeah, Mario Game Over. Uh, yeah, they're using that. They're using, I think, like Pac-Man. Th- Pac-Man's like the,
1: definitely in there.
0: The biggest games that are still being ported to the n- whenever
1: a new console comes out. Hey, we got to port Pac-Man. Yeah. Though it also because they're using so many gaming samples and classic gaming samples, I get the I get the I got the impression listening to this where it's like of this sort of like in my cheek, like yeah, games are dope. Of course, we play video games. We just also shower, which is important to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes and with the way everything kind of turned around and with the way the world is, you might have to be reminded of that. But just to be reminded, you do need to shower. Yeah. And I wish I was saying that as a joke, but like I'm, I'm being serious. <laughs> I'm being very serious. Like, no, you do need to shower, though. No. All I know is for this song, I
0: hope the legal teams of Nintendo, Namco, etc. fight back
1: towards psychopathic records. Absolutely, It's time for the little dogs, the the, the Nintendos and the Ubisoft, you know, mm-hmm. these these small little independents to finally fight back.
0: Oh, also one of my big, my, this was like, oh my God, fuck this song. The fact that stating that your online
1: friends are not your real friends, that was my big issue with this. I mean, that's very true. I'm thinking of something like one of my favorite channels on Twitch is uh, New Legacy Inc. They're a huge... Uh, They're huge. They're known for playing a lot of wrestling games, and they met uh, initially over uh, a message board talking Mm -hmm. about, like, talking about Jack Swagger of all wrestlers, and like it was. And then they, and like they're from all over the world. Someone from Australia, Canada, Philadelphia, even. Yeah. But like they came to, they they all came together, and the way they do is very wholesome and sweet. And just because they don't live next to each other, they don't get to see each other very often at all, if ever. Australia is far as hell, dude. (laughs) But like, it doesn't make it like it is possible. It is very possible to have meaningful digital relationships.
0: Yeah. Guess who mostly have meaningful digital relationships because of how outcasted they are. Oh, let me FBI. Let me read this.
1: Oh yeah. The fucking juggalos guys, because they used to have
0: hundreds of forums.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's that's that's the part of the song where it's like, uh, it's out of touch. It's very out of touch. That's true. Let's go on to a night of red rum, which introduces the next Joker's card. I'm like, all right. So genius fucking sucks. (laughs) I know what sucks is the end of the juggalos who have been annotating some of their songs aren't the best at doing it. This is. I ended up taking like really not too many other notes because of how long this one annotation was. I think it's like off the first two. No, it's the it's the last lines of the first. Uh, or no, it's this. I think it's the second lines or something in the first verse um, where he talks about my dick is bleeding and a ra- and flip came to suck the blood. I'm like, well, okay, that's a fucking dumb but innocuous line. Let's see. You want to hear what Junius had to say about literally. That's it. It's 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 like a it's it's two half lines. Go for it. My dick is bleeding. Flip the rat came to suck the blood. Something like that. Fearless Fred Fury is a powerful being from the Dark Carnival who punches you in the afterlife if you lack self-respect during your life. Again, deeper than that, but okay. Flip is his pet rat who feeds only off of the fear instilled within you by Red Fred. Now, the mention of Flip in this song seems to imply that the narrator here is afraid of Fred at this point, possibly realizing that what he's about to do will send him to hell, as knowingly damning yourself requires very little self-respect. The fact that the fear takes the form of blood from this character's dick may be odd, but in a video on Cameo, we're going Cameo deep, ladies and gentlemen, we're going Cameo deep. In a video on Cameo, Insane Clown Posse performed a-, a parody of Twas the Night Before Christmas, where they said, quote, Flip the rat with friend in tow, his name was Fred, as if you don't know. Now, Fred, he had many tricks and many gifts, but I'll tell you what, he didn't have a humongous dick. No, in fact, his dick was so small that poor Flip couldn't even see it at all. So, this quick sidebar. That's some canon that's not in the album, but would have been nice to know. Canonically, Fred has a tiny penis dude he he has baby dick energy that's why he's so pissed back to genius they seem to imply that flip is an unfortunate situation for not being able to see red fred's dick which <laughs> might mean which might mean that the flea the fear flip feeds on often comes from people's genitals they're telling me i don't they're not only telling me that fred has a tiny dick but that there is there there is a canonical reason for his tiny dick. It's so that Flip doesn't bite him. He has a dick so small that Flip can't find it, so that he doesn't have to fear his friend the rat biting his penis. James,
0: what are we doing? So people with vaginas don't have to worry
1: about Flip. Well, they say genitals.
0: So oh, I guess okay.
1: If your vagina was so small that Flip also couldn't find it, you should be okay.
0: Oh, man, do I love a woman with just a microscopic vagina.
1: What the fuck is What the
0: fuck are we doing? Sean, I I will say you have looked into songs that deeply. It's just not as absurd as this individual
1: did. No, the reason this hurts me is not because (laughs) I find it. It's not because I find it so odd. It's because I see myself here. It's because the mirror has shown the goose staring back. And quite frankly, I hate what I see. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. loathe it. This song also fucking sucks.
0: Oh, really? I thought this was a classic murderous evening tale by ICP. I thought the hook was great. I liked the guitar riff throughout the song. However, the second verse is him murdering a 16 year old sex worker and if this is supposed to is he a individual uh, murdering people who don't fight back and aren't if that's the message behind all of this like no 16 year old what
1: yeah i was gonna say it's not if it really feels like the message is murdering, 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 fun, swing, 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 chop, chop, chop. Okay, all right. Because I was gonna that's say that's what I got from it. But I, but I did keep it pretty cursory, because they're really it was just a very murdery song. The no 16 year old's first job choice
0: is sex work. There's they're forced into that situation, and. Yeah, to to make them the murdered person, I guess like, hey, this person's terribly, but th- like the, the way they talk about her makes it seem like that Sinocchio dude who had so many s- anti-sex work and anti-stripper songs that it's like, dude, you need to stop rapping not just because you're a straight up terrible rapper, but also because
1: you need help. Yeah, I mean, they're... They talk about it, uh, other places in the album of pe- of murderers of sex workers. I think so that this being sort of more of a character piece, then yeah, it's cool to do this Grand Theft Auto style. That's another thing that this song got me following game over is the violence in this is comparable to video game violence. Mm-hmm. Like this feels like a Grand Theft Auto game. And that's kind of how they treat a lot of violence in songs like this. So for them to have a song... The game over song, and then immediately follow it with Night of Red Rum is just—it's very, I will say, ironic and not hypocritical, but I do mean hypocritical. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, like that. Yeah, I—I I don't know. I forget. I'm trying to remember where. I think during WTF they hit at murderers, uh, uh, murderers of sex workers being pieces of shit. I know Triplex, they kind of do, but Triplex sucks for other reasons. Yeah, that's where we're gonna agree, dude. Cool. Yeah, Night of Red Rum <laughs> It's weird. Night of Red Rum is not bad because it's a murdery insane clown posse song. It it doesn't necessarily it doesn't really fit the concept. I yeah, think but, this makes makes a good it makes a good Halloween track. Oh no, yeah, that's what I, I was like, this should have been a, a Hollow song. Yeah, absolutely. But like I also like the first verse being like, I had a fan, she wanted me to sign her titties, so I stabbed her in the titties and then I crushed her. Like it's just like what are we? A very hollow, wicked, where it's murdery, or even um, mighty death pop, where death can be random. Yeah, murderers, murderers are random. Like it makes sense. It makes sense in other places. It doesn't fit here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You want to get on to the next one? Yeah, dude, zombies are fucking dope. It, Time wait. of the season, nineteen sixty-eight. Oh,
0: okay, okay. I thought you meant like zombies in general. I was like, Sean, no, I. I mean, they are. Yeah, for this song, whenever I hear anyone sample it. I like Who's Necro. Name? Who's your daddy? Who's your
1: daddy? Who's your daddy? Is he rich, is he rich like me?
0: Have you heard the Necro version? Nah. It's very good. Like that's okay. the pinnacle. So even when Eminem sampled it for Marshall Mathers LP two, I was oh, like, yeah. oh well, this is just the Necro. Like. I know i said a couple episodes back like multiple people can flip the same sample but when you're not flipping it in a unique way and you're kind of using the same elements and also oh, yeah. kind of doing the same song it's more of a
1: cover with just mm-hmm. ch- different lyrics than it is a yeah. flip or anything yeah uh except for Sh- except for shaggy who you know respect to shaggy who comes in and is like nah fuck it i'm still rapping over it i'm not gonna sing you can eat my shit like yeah true And the the song's okay. It gets in, gets out. I'm cool with it. Yeah, it's all about, uh, I'm low. I'm the evil in you. I'm the slime coming out of your TV set. The only thing that really stuck out to me is the, I sold my soul. I sold and stole my soul back, which is my favorite anime trope. Oh, yeah. Dude, I stole and stole my soul back. That's just a great, that's just a cool line. Everything else about the song is pretty forgettable. Wait, can can you, uh, you, uh, hold on.
0: Henry, quit messing with, with butter. I, I I heard her crying, so uh, clearly Aww. he's being a dick. What a, what a what what a piece of shit. Or she's pounced on him and then he's like, get I'm fighting back. I've been listening to
1: ICP. Fight back. Uh triplex? <laughs> can, can I tell you the first thing I wrote? And I've I totally I totally forgot earlier this my 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 brain's mush that they have successfully ripple uh rhymed triplets. The first they the first note for triplex, just seeing the title uh oh, <laughs> because I'm afraid. This I I think I, I think I'm I'm not the best counter. This whole song is in three four time, which is kind of cool. Is it? I think so. I'll just say it is. Okay, yeah. Go back. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not my my, my musical brain is not as strong as I think it is. Well, what else did you think about it while I listened to this song back? So this song is uh it's group therapy, uh but with only one person and three separate personalities. Is Eddie, Hank, and Dan. Three personalities and one, quote, morbid murderer. Uh, Eddie is a wrathful and impulsive doer and woman murderer. Hank is a hedonistic and gluttonous with self-control issues. And then Dan. James, I'm actually going to need you back for with me on this one. Uh, yeah, this is in 4-4. Four, four. Oh, it's in 4-4? Four, four? Okay, I'm yeah. four. thank you. Uh, okay, so cool. This song is even worse than I thought it was. Yeah, Eddie's a fine... Yeah, this is... That's an, Eddie's what I expect. Uh, Dan, Hank is a new take on a character, being the he, like hedonistic and gluttonous. Dude, Dan is a problem. Dan veers into fuck this song territory yeah. with me. Uh, Dan is an ignorant combination of mental health and, rep- and repressed queer desires. Yeah. Dan, like, it's... It really... It feels so fucking backwards and villainizing and chastising queerness as being a mental health disorder. Now, if it's repressed mental even even repressed queerdom, it's is it's you know, like which is what Dan is, he's repressing his queer desires. And yeah, that's terrible and it will fuck you up. It should not This character does not need to be delivered in this way mm-hmm. at all,
0: at all. Uh, so in horror, the only way to have queer characters on screen generally was to code the villain that way and a lot of people mm-hmm. in horror in the early days did do that either because they themselves were queer or like it, they wanted that because like either an actor or someone they know something like they wanted those those characters to live
1: and breathe I mean but, you can say something it's not he's not really coded but uh you look at Norman Bates from Psycho yes so like yeah uh,
0: but Fuck you you this. then get into the territory where was that? oh
1: yeah 1950 60 something
0: yes but what then the f- then you get into the territory when all queer people are then coded as villains opposed to th- the other way around that's or- when it starts to become bad and demonizing to a community of people and that's what this feels like more especially when the therapist being played as Shaggy says, and Dan, I don't even know what you are, Dan, is such a fucking homophobic, transphobic thing because that is what people have said to these
1: communities. And And not even just the vilification. Vilification, absolutely, yes. But also the mental illness aspect, which the other two characters, like, this is one character with three personalities. They really hit on Dan being the, The wild one, the really mentally ill one, um, the unpredictable one. And that fucking sucks. That's also something the queer community has haven't been dealing with Mm -hmm. since fucking forever coding queer as a mental illness, which is not fucking true. That's a bullshit form of oppression. And that's not okay.
0: I saw this one showed I will not say who they are. Someone was talking about like being asexual and all of this. And then he had the nerve to comment on it saying, hey, you know, I in high school, I thought I might be, but I went to the doctor and found out it was just like a hormone imbalance. And, you know, I, I started on these medications and maybe that's the oh. same for you. And even it if, was Kid Rock. You can say it was Kid Rock. No, no, no. It's not someone I Kid know personally. Rock. So I'm right. that's why I'm not saying that. You know, if it was Kid you Rock, Ted I no, just. Yeah, like to attribute either like queer people of just having a mental disorder or a hormone disorder, whatever the fuck is, I don't want to pump, even if I was that way or if someone was like, hey, James, you're hypersexual, not because of something that happened to you as a child, but because you have a hormone imbalance, uh, I wouldn't want to start pumping medication into me. To uh, prevent that. That's why I got a vasectomy to, to hamper down my sex drive. Guys, it backfired.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> fuck this. Yeah, this song is, uh, I think, definitive fuck this song territory. Yeah. I get what they're trying with the themes of repression and that Dan being a repressed character is where it's coming from. I see that argument, but yo, it hits on way too many. Outdated vintage fucking fuck this song. Fuck this song. You wanna
0: this is real a quick aside. Like people, I'm glad are starting to like see the Chucky series, the child play series, as this queer art because Dan Mancini is queer himself. But a lot of people are saying that child's play and Chucky himself is one of the like better representations or like uh, like a father coming to grips that his son is queer uh, in any horror franchise. Hold on, what now? Yeah, so Chucky...
1: Isn't that dude fucking Jennifer Tilly?
0: Yeah, so... Uh, Ch- Jennifer I, Tilly's I, cute. i fucking like Jennifer Tilly, man. I think she might be a little weird, but uh, in like oh, a...
1: Oh, come on!
0: His child in the seat of Chucky doesn't know, like eventually becomes trans, I believe. So Mm -hmm. in the series, they uh, the main character is gay and Chucky says, oh, I believe he said either I once had a queer child or my child is queer, calling back to the seat of Chucky and all of that. And like, it was like this kind of like heartfelt moment coming from this potty mouthed, doll and yeah Mm. guys give two thumbs up to child's play sure
1: (laughs) sure uh i've never seen it and we're already at two hours oh yeah, yeah, yeah uh next song a song you did not like i didn't hate but i didn't really care for i just thought it was stupid i mean yeah i like the idea of a love song to yourself and this one being i think a very we talk about like is this album direct is this album Violent J talking to Violent J and this song more than anything else yes and i like the i don't know there's something like listen up incels don't take it out on others which you know what after seeing reddit that's also true yeah it's also true that you that like you can't blame everything you can't take it all on yourself it's not all your fault you know you like being able to step out and realize when you have been victimized but also hey insults, you can't sometimes you can't take it all out on others mm-hmm. that's an important message in 2019 too a uh, real quick cuz actually sorry it also plays into the theme of the album uh that the real fight back is the owning your own choices all along the
0: way all right i'm done which i have issues with that some things that happen aren't actually your fault guys
1: yeah but it also Yes, but I also have issues, like, it's, it's this weird two-sided coin where, like, it's not all your fault, and you need to, like, not blame yourself for things that you can't control. But also, the things you can control, that's the real fight back, is, like, taking ownership for things you... Taking ownership for your choices. Mm-hmm. Not the things you can't control, but your choices. Yeah! Uh, hot head. I have zero thoughts on it. Yeah, a sick mind polluted by delusion, not doing so great, wants to shoot themselves, but doesn't want to end up in hell. Uh, we got... Honestly... As far as details go, I think some of my favorite, as far as like, like fantasy horror, wicked shit, you know, we got secret fairy dancers flaring up your balls, blood tears, mouth maggots, headless moms, blood worms jerking off on a dead body behind a Walmart. I do that. That's relatable. Like turtles drunk on Corona, baby centaur ripping heads off cats. Like as oh. far as like, yeah, that's all. Butter, of this get that's out, this out of great. the room. Sean it out of the room. Sean's saying you're decapitating you decapitating you's cool. No, my baby centaur decapitating butter would be cool. No. Yeah, there's one thing I didn't under. There's one the the last line is backtracked, and it's uh, according to genius. And every feel manage the universe. It is new, and I didn't understand that. Oh, I have no idea what you just said. And every feel manage the universe it is new if you have ideas like interpretations on that uh let us us know that's a curious one i I think there's a lot of good in the song there's no there's no arc it's just hothead. it's, it's a person with uh uh psychopathic delusions struggling to live
0: which is weird like it's this album doesn't make sense because it said hey don't be depressed you have to let those feelings come to the surface as anger okay awesome that's how you're going to fight back then it's saying, oh, you want to know what? Don't feel anything because, hey, it's not as bad as it could be. And then you still have this lingering anger. Oh, my God. Stop being
1: angry. Quit being a hothead. That, like, there's so well, many. Hold on. Hold on. It's not quit being a hothead. There is, no, there, there is no clear. And that's the point, that there is no clear answer. It's a tightrope wall. It's a balancing act. It's don't repress your feelings, but also to manage to manage your anger. You need to be able to... You need to be able to do both. Man, this is this is truly an
0: F-tier album, and... I disagree like on H, F-tier. I like, totally disagree on F-tier. Okay, D-tier. This is, Not I
1: think, even, C to B. This C might B. be the Evangelion of ICP albums. I'm not sure what that means, but I'm pretty sure, fuck you, James. Because
0: people are like, oh my God, it's amazing. It has all these meetings, and it's like, guys, this yeah, sucks. Evangelion
1: is... Dude, just be... Yo, whatever. Evangelion is actually fucking dope as hell. You're crazy.
0: I'm I've, i I'm so glad, like, like,
1: silly. Will Corey was I'm like, yeah, sorry, Evangelion wasn't that dare. great.
0: And I'm so glad. I'm sorry it's
1: not BattleBots, Battle. But Evangelion's yeah, fucking great.
0: That's not an anime. You're conflating two different mediums, sir. All
1: right, well, I do stand by, yeah,
0: but you're conflating my fist with Uranus. Uh, And I'm glad I watched Evangelion with Nicole because like midway through uh, both of us at the same time, we're like,
1: is this not
0: good? And we're like, I was afraid to say it.
1: It's very good. It just doesn't
0: visually. It's 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 very depressing. It's very good. Song, Like everything besides plot and characters, which are the things that would make me come back to a show are great. Plot and e- characters are great. Oh God, no! I was glad <laughs> everyone Silly. fucking died at the end, or maybe they
1: didn't die at Wait, the end. Wait, James, just in I the actually piss. didn't finish it. James, I actually didn't finish it.
0: Oh, oh wh- no, what I just said is not a spoiler. You will not. Okay. Can we stop talking about Evangelion now? You are acting and then why are you defending it? If because you it's very all of it. good. You because don't know if I've it's seen. very
1: good. What do you mean I don't know it's very good? I'm sorry I struggled to finish a show that makes me very sad, but I love that it makes me very sad. I felt <sighs> nothing during this show. Besides Great. why? Huh? Whatever. This album's better than you fucking suck ass
0: shimmer retire this fucking song format icp i don't
1: know i kind of i thought shimmer was interesting
0: hey there's a dead girl in my room oh it's scaring me yeah we've heard it five fucking other times
1: Yeah, i like this one i don't know what james is talking about it's cool and then the dude the dude fucking exercises are i think it's the first time that someone actually wins by facing their fears which is awesome my bravery was rewarded. Uh, I don't know. We won't get deep into it because we are running long as hell. Yeah. and now we're, just ang- we're just angry at each other. No, I- I'm angry at joke. this fucking album. And, I- and like, I'm angry this, at
0: you. This truly has soured me on Insane Clown Posse because this is such a new album. And I'm like, you guys are so fucking out of touch. And old- like, you guys are old men now. I do not care about the insane clown posse. This is not a a heel turn that this is a true shoot promo that I'm doing right now. Insane clown
1: posse. I do not appreciate you. If if eight months, eight months ago, you would have told me this podcast would get to a point where I (laughs) James has turned against the ICP. And I'm like, you know what? Nah, this character is their most layered. Their messaging—it's a hard message. It's a lot of there's a lot of points, and they fail. I'm not saying they don't fail on this album; they fail hard. Yeah, and that's why I'm not giving honestly C tier. I get this. I guess the album a C C tier to me. Okay, I'm fine with that, because there are some very good songs. So yeah, I do actually and some agree with you. Very good and some very good themes that do require a lot of balance, specifically the whole. What does it mean to fight back? How do we counter that with like simple suck it up, which is the opposite that suck it up is a repression of emotions and that's terrible, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but also take, but also take uh, taking responsibility for your choices and your actions when you can control them. That's important. That's an, that's an important act of growing up. That's a huge, that's a huge act of maturity uh, that honestly is with, with like Twitter arguments and Reddit fights like, you re- you scroll through those enough, that's what's missing from a lot of them, are people not taking responsibility for their actions. Mm-hmm. And speaking of people still not taking
0: responsibilities for what they say and immaturity about it, freedom.
1: Yo, we're only going to talk about this one line, which is great. I think uh, it, wait, you're saying great, so I, I think we both have separate lines. Okay, maybe, I'm saying, I'm saying we're only going to talk about this one line, which is great, because fuck this line. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, this song is... Honestly, song as a whole, yeah, freedom is cool. We do what we want. It's a great gift. Whatever, whatever. The line, whip up a latte, fuck hoes and not be gay. That's he has the freedom to whip up a latte, fuck hoes and not... Fuck you! You're also free to fuck dudes and be gay. Representation matters, you fucking cowards.
0: Yeah, I also have the freedom to say fuck this song, dude. Absolutely. Also, there's anti-Satanism. El, like I get what they're they're like. Satan's oh, cool as hell. I, uh, like I, don't- Satan's my dude. Get out of here, ICP. Truly, I do- yum yum bedlam, Sean. I did some solo episodes.
1: Guess what you get to do is so, no. I will be there for that. Oh, oh, you want me to? I can just do I don't give a fuck. I can do it. I'm great. I've, I'm still on board. To be fair, I knew there were gonna be shitty old men coming into this. Yeah, I think. So. I think not growing up with them helps me mm-hmm. a lot because I can, I can, I can very easily pivot from this is great to fuck this without losing a lot.
0: One last thing, like we had an issue on. One of the missing links where he rhymed Armageddon with Nedden and like brought up rape, and Mm -hmm. I was like, "There's so many other things that rhyme with Nedden." Guess why he fucking knows that? Because again,
1: he rhymes Nedden and Armageddon, but also a lot of other things. Like, and it's actually great. That's a great little. That's a great section to this shitty fucking song. (laughs) Yeah, and then fuck the last two songs. Like, it's a beware. This is going to be the most disgusting song, and it's just like a terrible song. I like it. Rough is interesting. Uh, It's funny. (laughs) It's funny that like, I like it rough. Really the the beware, like they have a whole track dedicated to, Hey, this is going to get kind of heavy. The most thing, the most, the biggest part you should be be beware of is that it's over six minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's it. I do like, there's a line like, and it's, and it's about, it's about rough sex and like, and, and, and and sort of like dark fan and dark fantasy role play. I do love that the bridge sort of one of the big hooks is trust. Just know to bust. We must lust is lust. But the, uh, then we rust dust that trust is the first line. Like, yeah, that's if I'm interpreting this correctly. Hell yeah. They're getting into some crazy roleplay shit and some crazy fe- uh, fetish shit, which is all very cool. Wait a second. As long as you have trust with your partner. Real quick before we totally bomb on them. I do like I'd like to sodomize you so hard. I lobotomize you. That's fucking cool as hell.
0: Yeah, that that's a good line but I like it just it's too gross I also don't like
1: sex songs so I I don't mind see yeah and I, I don't mind sex songs at all uh or romantic songs especially when it's like this clearly ICP about it like do it split splash I'm telling you that was very close to being on the fucking list last week Insane. splish splash is awesome and clown posse absolutely <laughs> uh also yo that's the shot I miss man sharpest mind never never happened also shout out to what want me to fuck you while my dick is on fire shout out to joey janella uh fucking great-ass wrestler who lit his foot on fire for a super kick and did not have a bucket of water to put it out afterwards the fans were just spitting on it Doing the hard you know what, taking those risks so we learn in the future. It's not about not doing a super kick and setting your foot on fire. It's just making sure you keep a bucket of water and a fire extinguisher handy nearby.
0: Handy dandy. Speaking of things nearby and keeping it handy, this playlist, Sean, what are we adding?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll take Fury. Yeah, I'm very I'm very okay with Fury. It pushes it pushes the lore. I think it defines it's the it defines the character way more than you know, Red, obviously. But um yeah. Again, I know we didn't we didn't do it before. You know, we you said it through the whole time. So uh, you're you. Uh, but like listening to this after listening to Flip, so much of it makes the whole fight back thing with the nuance in that argument. That again, I think even ICP missed in this album. But it is yes, take responsibility for your actions. Don't repress your feelings. Like all Joker cards, another very few. None of the Joker cards are really malevolent. They're not, none of them are necessarily pure forces of evil off the top of my head mm-hmm. and even they all just act that way they all present themselves that way so that the wicked are fearful batman style batman style baby and this one is, and this one is the same It's not about it's not just about it's very simple to go punishing you for being fearful in life it's not that it's, it's 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 about waking up the living and giving you that obstacle in the afterlife which is not uncommon like it's not it's not just punishing you it's You punishing yourself, which is a a, a very common interpretation of the afterlife. It's not someone else punishing you. It's you punishing yourself and Fred just being that avatar. What the fuck Uh, is my choice? Oh, I took fury from you. Uh, What did you like? No. What the fuck is my choice? Oh, damn it. Fuck that song. But all right, whatever. Oh, 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 I thought. (laughs) Okay, then it's seriously hilarious. Okay, no, I'll go with WTF. (laughs) Hold on, I'll take WTF. Yeah, that's fine.
0: Sean, this, I think,
1: was one of our best episodes. What do you have to plug? Okay, I have two plugs. I already said them. Uh, Zarface versus Scarface. That album's fucking great. It's so cool, and it's so cool to hear these, like, fucking legendary, like, friends and rappers of uh, Scarface and Inspected Deck, and the entire Zarface crew. Zarface is great. If you have not checked out Zarface, that's fun as hell.
0: They are very good. I just cannot get into them. Everyone
1: knows why. Fair enough. Also, fucking Joe Parra Talks to You. That show is amazing. If you have not checked that show out, and it's it's the opposite of, you know what? It's the opposite of Evangelion, where Evangelion is great. If you did, I did not know it was going to be very sad and depressing, so I was like, whoa. Joe Parra Talks to You is so cozy and wholesome and feel good and funny and mm-hmm. great and funny, and it's very, very good. Yeah, it's just sweet boys talking, and I love it. Yeah, dude. Have you ever heard Bob O'Reilly? This song is great. Hey, guys,
0: you should also check out Aparna Nanchala. True. But, hey, guys, go over to MLMPod.com, find my podcast, like Mostly Speaking Sentai, listen to my music under Marsh, Land, Monster, and go over to Patreon.com forward slash... MLM Pod, where for $5 a month you get exclusive content like, uh, not shuffling the deck, this existed, that's real good, this week we're going through Final Fantasy Legend of the Crystals, the OVA from 1995, it was very fun, Lil Cory and I watched it on a CRT, I own the VHS OVA, it was very fun, check it out baby! And if you're $10 patrons, you get more exclusive content like the aforementioned Straight to Patreon, where Sean and I and Lil Corey and Nicole all gathered around. We ate some snacks and watched Troll 2, then discussed it in the living room. But you also get shout outs on on every single free feed podcast. So let's begin with those, starting with Steve F.
1: What's your name?
0: Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour. That's his name. Who's your Daddy. Oh, I wish it was Eric Berry because he just had a child. But Alex Z the Waz. Is
1: he rich? Is he rich like me?
0: Orion, A.K. Defo, rapper Defo D-hyphen F-O.
1: What's your name?
0: Kayla, A.K. Two Grapes.
1: Who's her daddy? Jordan B, the Chaos Witch.
0: Is he rich? Is he rich like Joshua Jakus? Me. Steve Barnes of Sweet Child of Time. Is he rich? Like my mommy.
1: That is the person. I, I've <laughs> yeah, shouted them out. I know it is. Hold on. I'm still here. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your mommy?
0: Lil' Corey's best friend, uh, Shane. Is she
1: rich? Is she rich like your mommy? See you guys. I've been James. I'm still Sean. Bye, shuffling Bye. bitch. yeah. <clears throat>